Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is David. And my name is Emily. Today, we will be discussing trunk leans, which can often be associated with abnormal gait patterns. So ambulation, gait, or walking is a complex process which involves different muscles working together to promote various actions or movements during each phase of the gait cycle. Sufficient range of motion and strength at each joint is required for a normal gait cycle to flow smoothly and efficiently. Additionally, it should be noted that a normal gait pattern also requires proper functioning of the central nervous system. So due to the complexities associated with gait mechanics, there are chances that impairments can occur which can lead to gait deviations or abnormal gait patterns. Pain, central nervous system disorders, and musculoskeletal impairments are usually the three common causes of these abnormal gait patterns. So abnormal gait deviations preserve the function of walking through adaptation or compensation. However, this deviation still causes excessive stress on the body and high energy expenditure demands. In today's podcast, we will be discussing trunk leans, which are a common type of abnormal gait deviation. So first, we will discuss a backwards trunk lean. A backward trunk lean can be caused by a weak gluteus maximus muscle, a hip flexion contracture, or a weak hip flexor. So first, a weak gluteus maximus muscle will cause a backward trunk lean during stance phase. If the glute max muscle is weak, which is a primary hip extensor, the patient will perform a backward trunk lean during loading response to maintain hip extension of the stance leg. The backward trunk lean moves the line of gravity of the trunk behind the hip and therefore reduces the demand on a weak glute max muscle. Next, a hip flexion contracture. This can also cause a backward trunk lean during stance phase. This mostly depends on the degree of lumbar lordosis. The degree of hip flexion contracture dictates the severity of lumbar lordosis, which causes the backward trunk lean. What happens is an excessive lumbar lordosis shifts the base of the spine anteriorly to the hip joint, therefore causing greater backward trunk lean. And finally, a weak hip flexor will also cause a backward trunk lean. However, this will present during swing phase. The hip flexor muscle weakness or inadequate hip flexion can cause a backward trunk lean. This lean is brought about to assist with the limb advancement and to help generate a passive hip flexion by a backward movement of the trunk. Well, since Emily discussed backward trunk lean, it's only appropriate that I discuss forward trunk lean. Primarily, forward trunk lean occurs in stance phase due to weak quadriceps, plantar flexor contracture or spasticity, hip flexion contracture or spasticity, 
or a knee flexion contracture or spasticity. Let's look a little bit deeper at these. Starting with weak quadriceps. Forward trunk lean reduces the demand on the weak quadriceps to keep the knee extended. Typically, the line of gravity of the trunk is brought slightly anterior to the axis of rotation of the knee with an associated forward trunk lean. By doing so, the knee joint is extended without the action of the knee extensors. During the loading response phase of the gait cycle, the knee remains extended. However, there is no extensor thrust. Additionally, throughout the stance phase as well, the knee remains extended. Next, let's look at plantar flexor contractures or spasticity. As a result of, as a result of the plantar flexor contracture or spasticity, the initial contact is made with the forefoot and the heel is brought to the ground by a posterior displacement of the tibia during mid-stance. Additionally, excessive forward trunkling and hip flexion occurs during terminal stance as a compensation to shifting the weight of the body over the foot. This shifting of the weight is to maintain a forward progression of the center of mass. Knee hyperextension occurs during mid-stance owing to the inability of the tibia to move forward over the foot. Now, let's examine the hip flexion contracture or spasticity aspect. The hip flexion contracture or spasticity will cause decreased hip extension, leading to the forward trunk lean seen as compensation for this lack of hip extension. A forward trunk lean is seen during the mid and terminal stance as the hip is moved over the foot. Additionally, there is an alternative adaptation wherein the lack of hip extension is compensated by increased lumbar lordosis during terminal stance. Now, I know you're wondering, what about contralateral trunk lean? I know. Don't worry. Covering it right now. Well, contralateral trunk lean is lateral trunk lean to the opposite leg. This is most commonly seen during swing phase. This is used as an assistance to lift the pelvis for the foot clearance. Typically, it's seen when the leg is too long, such as if there's a leg length discrepancy. So it is also important to note that an individual can present with an ipsilateral trunk lean. This lean was described in our previous podcast episode discussing Trendelenburg gait. So make sure you go check that out for an additional review. Now that you understand these various trunk leans, here's a quote from John C. Maxwell. The secret of your success is determined by your daily agenda. So that's right, warriors. Every single day, set your goals. Set your agenda. What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to get done? And then do it. Don't delay. Don't put it off. Get it done. You can do this. You are powerful. You are strong. You are a final frontier warrior. 
and you will pass. Thank you very much for listening. For more information on NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. You can also go check out all of our social media platforms, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Till next time, have a great day and a powerful tomorrow.